0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle This is part of my 29 Days of Magic series, right, and a few amazing, dynamic, fabulous platforms every single day for 29 straight days for black History Month. And today, I am super excited to have a chat with Pam Oliver, who is a marketing and talent maven. She's just one of those amazing people who is absolutely just the plug. She has an incredible story, and I can't wait for you all to listen. Hi,
1: Pam. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm just Peachy. Uh, uh,
0: Thanks for doing this, Pam. I know that you're (laughs) a so I'm glad to have you on. And the first question is always easy, very easy, I promise. Don't worry. Okay. So, first question answers are always amazing. I'm sure that yours will be no different. What was your first job?
1: Wow, God, that takes me back for so many years. I think my first official, official job, I think working in the industry was actually, and I considered it a job, was working as an intern for one of the largest record labels in the country. Um, And I was 15 years old at the time when I took on that role. I was 15 years old when I took on that role. And, you know, I, I knew what an intern was really young at that age, But I also said, okay, this is going to be my job, you know, really understanding that this is my first impression. You know, this is the this is how I really want to start my career. I knew very early on that this is what I wanted. And so when I got that internship, I was so excited that I got it and it was it started my career. And what did you get to do as that first intern? So as the first intern, one of my first really cool jobs working for this major label was was working as the intern assistant to the record, the head A&R guy with one of the top names in the industry at that time. Unfortunately, this person is no longer with us. She was an icon. And just to give you just a hint of who this person was. They called her the voice. That's just a hint without saying all the things, but that was the first person that I got to work with. Um, I got to work with some other top groups, um, R&B groups as well during that time. Just servicing, you know, just taking, you know, making sure they're where they need to be and, you know, answering the phones and connecting and almost like an admin assistant, get coffee. It was all those little things that you learned beginning of your career to structure yourself. It was it was that's what that job taught me to to do is to really structure how I work and to understand the importance of anticipating the needs of others. Once you start understanding the personalities, the wants of people, it's kind of, we call it you know, reading the room. Mm-hmm. So it's reading the room, knowing, okay, this person just got here, they're sweating. So what do they want? Water. So it's like, it's just little things that you started learning and connecting with, you know, when you were, when, you know, when I had my first job.
0: Awesome. So you got to listen, learn, and be in some incredible rooms right at the start of your career. I'm sure that played a big impact as you began to build out your career. So talk to me a bit about that journey. So after you started out as an intern, how did we go from that young intern to now sitting here and having a chat with me on the podcast? What was that journey like?
1: So one of the things that I recognized early on is that I really wanted to be in the entertainment industry, I recognized that early on. Well, I was fascinated with Shirley Temple movies, and I was fascinated with movies. Period. I was fascinated with commercials, and I always say, I want to know how that person gets on this TV. How does that happen? We didn't have, you know, the internet during my era, actually, and so you had to read. It was reading was, as they say, reading is fundamental. During that time, you read all the magazines, you read all of the the newspapers, you read all of the the things that were popping back then when you were young, and then you were reading these articles that would hit in all of our magazines at the time. We were fluctuated with the Essence and the Ebony and the and the you know Black Enterprise and all these magazines and you know that were out at the time for young readers, both in music and definitely for music and and talent perspective. And so I started really engaging into these, you know, these magazines and reading about, you know, your Ruben Cannons, who worked with Steven Spielberg and cast The Color Purple. He was the first Black cast director. I worked for him. And I literally um, called and emailed him and Another casting director who was legendary was working with Spike Lee all of his beginning of his his whole career was by the name of uh, Robbie Reed, who I worked for as an intern. And she had a second in command, if you if you will, named Sydney McCurdy. And I have to give Sydney McCurdy the biggest love and shout out because she is the reason why I'm in the position and, and had the experience that I had today. She literally took me under her wing and guided me through the journey of working in movies and working in, you know, in television and all the things. So she definitely gets gets my gets my kudos in terms of starting my career. Amazing.
0: And so as you sort of built that career, what was, what were you doing? Like, how do you, like, how do you get into those rooms? How is that possible?
1: So I all, you always hear. And one of the things, you know, it's interesting now with the millennials. Love millennials, but you guys are spoiled. So one of the things, you know, millennials think we can do it now. Like we don't have to pay any dues. And what I did back then is that I didn't care about getting money. Because at that moment, at that time, I was, you know, living at home and I was, you know, finishing up college and high school and all the things. But I already knew what career and where I wanted to go. So I decided in even in the internship that I worked for this ma- major label, I didn't want any money. And, you do not they didn't pay like now it's different, but they didn't pay. And then the other thing which I did, because my other love besides music was television and film. So w- growing up in Washington DC, I'm from the Chocolate City, the original Chocolate City, <laughs> I've learned that there were casting offices. What is a casting director? What does that person do? I have all I'm just a curious, you know, cat if you will, and I started researching casting offices in DC and all the different things that were here and I started calling all of them. I got a list of them. I learned about the union sag and after. This is all by reading and studying and researching and understanding that every city has a mayor's office television and film. Every major city has that. Under the mayor's office, calling that mayor's office, finding out, you know, how to, you know, apply you know, finding out what the casting offices is in town, where does the SAG, you know, the time SAG was separate from after, now they're together. Finding out what the rules are, finding out equity, finding out what it means, you know, from a theater perspective. I educated myself. And a lot of times I think with today's youth, they don't do that. They're not, and I'm not saying it's all of them. I'm saying that some of them, they their expectation is immediate they don't want to pay dues they don't want to learn it's like they just want to jump at the job and make a million dollars well that's not how it happens and had i not stepped into this internship that now someone says well pam worked for me she was great hey pam you may want to i have a friend that works for this other label so you should you know i've recommended you for this so it's by word of mouth and that's why it's important that sometimes it's not about the money you know a lot of times it's about gaining the experience, learning from the pros, being humble enough to understand that you need to learn. You need to know, education is power. And if you're just jumping into something and you've never done it before, and you expect that, oh, I need to be, make a million dollars in this and you just came yesterday. That's not a, a smart way of looking at how to move in the industry. Everything that I've had has been through word of mouth and because of the work that I put in, and I did a great job. And at the end of the day, you have to really focus on doing a great job in the place that you are, period. You've gotta do that. Just you've gotta represent black excellence wherever you go. Even if you've had some things happen There are people everywhere. There are people who are not very nice. There are people that, you know, don't want to see you succeed, which they're called haters. Mm -hmm. Are people, wherever you go, there may be one or two that recognizes your brilliance, that recognizes your excellence, that recognizes your ambition. And they will sometimes take you on as a mentor. You become their mentee. And they help you divide it. So every experience and everything, every every single job that I got from the moment I started working with my word of mouth. And I made sure to continue to, you know, work, you know, just do the best job that I can do, network, meet people. You know, just continue. even the people that would call into the phones, you know, and I would say, hey, would love to meet you, especially if it was regular clients that were calling managers, agents, publicists, whomever it was. I always introduce myself and say, you know, we talk every day. If you have five minutes of coffee, would love to. And everyone always says, sure, I'll meet you. And then you're going to get some people that say, you know, what, I don't have time right now or whatever. Don't take it personal, just move on to the next because you're always gonna get somebody that's gonna say no, and you're also gonna get some people that are gonna say yes. I think that's a big
0: part about this. I think every a lot of us sometimes folks assume that everyone has time for you. And they don't. And it's important to understand that, you know, just keep talking to folks because you're gonna find someone who has an availability. Like I I used to feel guilty about the fact that I I just I no longer have the time to say yes to every meeting to meet with folks. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I want to make sure that I keep these doors open. But then I'm like, you know what? It's not my fault. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. And unfortunately, I can't make every single call. And even if I can, I'll say this, you know, I don't have time right now, but maybe in, like, two or three months uh, when when my schedule frees up. Um, But it's okay if people tell you no or tell you not right now just know, keep talking to other folks because you never know who's going to be able to answer that next phone call for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: talk to, you know, talk to me about time in your career where you're like, there's no way I'm going to figure this out. And then you did.
1: Oh, I, I, I would say that's a great question, but I would also answer that by saying, in every situation, you're going to have that. You're always going to get a challenge that is going to be brought upon you, and you you have to you have to figure out what is best for you. And I would also encourage everyone to understand that self care is crucial. It's crucial um, to especially to Black women. Taking care of your mind, body, and spirit is crucial. It's, it's just it's just I, I can't keep saying that enough, how important that is for you to on the journey that you're on. You will be challenged, period. I'm not even going to sit here and try to tell you that things are going to be lovely. You're going to be floating on ice and singing songs. um You will be challenged in every single role you take job you take opportunity but you have to be strong enough to figure out how am i going to get through this challenge in the best way to make sure that my physical mental and spiritual health are intact and sometimes you have to step away sometimes you just have to say you know what i need to take a minute and i need to step away so i could take a deep breath so i can understand you know what what what's the best thing for me and sometimes as you continue in your relationship you get in these very like okay like stuck it's almost like the 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 road that has three different ways to go and you're standing in the middle of that road deciding or asking god you know, to really help you maneuver through, you know, all of these decisions because life itself is crazy. Then you have to deal with being a woman of color in the industry, you know, and dealing with all those microaggressions, dealing with just keeping your family together, dealing with, you know. Paying this bill and doing that bill and paying that taxes and doing that credit card and all the things like shopping. Shopping is is also a decision because you <laughs> want all the stuff like, you oh. want, and we never as women have enough shoes. We never have enough purses. We, we just don't because everything changes and we love. I mean, I am a I just became in, in my in my little seasoned ages really into just fashion because fashion now is we've always been fashionally amazing people of color but even more so you know you're dealing with making sure you have the right things and that you 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 look always presentable and presenting yourself in the best light so i i would i would just say really just just really focus on self-care and and being very strategic And how you and where you want to go and who you want to work with. And the last thing I'll say on this point is it's very important to surround yourself with brilliant people who are good people, who are kind people, who are spirit led people. I'm not trying to push religion on anybody, but I personally um, am a Christian person. It's a very hard struggle daily. Trust me, dealing with mankind and other humans on the planet but I'm a person that really, um, really wants to do a good job and I wanna be good to people and I wanna take care of people. I want God to help me understand what my purpose is even more and how can I serve others? And when you focus on trying to, and always doing the right thing and when you focus on serving others, Lord, put me where in the role, put me at the company, put me in this situation that will help others, you will find that your life will continuously be blessed and you will be surrounded by women, black women, other black women, because we all have the same story, who will will take that crown that's bent and fix it for you. And they'll and you'll all team up and you'll all get together and you'll figure it out. But you gotta know where you wanna go. You gotta have your focus, you gotta have your strategy, and you have to say, God, help me to be a good person, because the industry is crazy. It is crazy. It is made up of crazy people and it is made up of good people. There's nobody in between, good <laughs> or bad. That's a fact. And so you have to have the You've got to have the discernment to be able to determine, should I go left or should I go right? And so. That's what I'll say.
0: And I think that's a word. (laughs) Going
1: back to the self-care point that you made, what do you actually do as Pamela for self-care? Wow. So for self-care, oh, God, what do I don't do? So I, you know, obviously I get two to three times a month. Faithfully, I massages are very important for Black women who are in corporate America or just in general. Um, It is very good for our blood circulation. It is excellent for just our mental capacity. And I would highly recommend it. A lot of our healthcare insurance companies, it is a part of a wellness. And so they will pay for that. So I would recommend you try to get massages so it's good for your bloodstream. It's good for your skin. It's good for all the things. I drink water. I am obsessed with water. Our bodies are 75 percent water. I love water. If you can't drink straight water, drink coconut water, drink alkaline water, drink, put a limit in your water. But we have to keep ourselves hydrated by drinking water. So I do that like faithfully. The other thing I do from a wellness perspective is I am a herbs person. I don't like medication. I still take some medications because it's hereditary in my family and still trying to work off those things by watching my, you know, I take blood pressure medicine and all the things and I'm pretty much healthy, but I want to be off that blood pressure medicine. And the good thing about that medicine, it's a very, very, very low dose. And so I'm trying to work myself completely off of that. But I love herbs. I take great herbs i take omega-369s i take vitamin e i take biotin i take i will take zinc every now and then magnesium is very good for us in terms of with hair growth and all the things on our body and i take vitamin e internally as well so all those things help and i would tell everyone to please consult your doctor before going into if you're not a herb person or you've never taken them, you need to consult your doctor because sometimes the medicines you take don't mix very well if if you are on medication with herbs. So I do that. I also, you know, get my nails done, I get my feet done, I get my hair done every week. I get actual facials. I try to do the facials, you know, once a month because I have very cleaning You know regimen that i do every day with oatmeal cleanings and natural stuff on my face and putting vitamin e and cocoa butter cocoa butter and vitamin e is a black woman's secret to never aging it is a natural i'm telling you it is a natural like way to go like it is absolutely the it's been keeping my skin i was at a dinner with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And she said, Pam, I'm, and I saw her when she was in her, she was like 19 and she saw me the other night and she was like, I'm, she says, Pam, what are you doing to your skin? Because you have not aged. She's, she's, this chick is now 45. And I was like, well, I call it God talks. A lot of these people get Botoxed up and I'm not knocking anything to thine own self be true. But I don't want anything in my body inserted in my body that I don't have to have in my body. And I just want to, you know, grow old gracefully. And so the things that I'm doing in my in my regimen is the things that I've been doing for 20 plus years and they've been obviously working. So that's the things that I do too from a wellness standpoint of view. I love it. I, have to- I pray? And I pray. Prayer prayer is very important. Um, oh, yes. Like having
0: a deep, abiding faith, wherever that might be, whatever spirituality okay. is Yes, is so necessary. So last question for you. Yeah. Do you have a give or an ask of the audience? So that could be some advice. That could
1: be a recommendation on the book or something to watch. Anything you want. Okay. So I will, um, in terms of the book's, I love bio books on artists so that's just and and any bio book on any artist I would recommend because they're telling it from their from their point of view. So that's that. In terms of advice, I would say love yourself, believe in yourself and know that you are black girl magic always. And just remember that you you can do it. And you'll have people around you that may say you can or they'll try to put it in your mind but you can do it. I had someone bless me with a call this morning to remind me of my wonderfulness and to remind me of my greatness. And believe me, whatever your religion is, God will always send somebody to reassure that he sees you. So just remember in all the things, good, bad, or indifferent, God sees you. Whatever your religion, whatever your belief, he sees you. You've given some good advice and some great recommendations. Wonderful. Well, this is so great. I'm I'm just so honored to be on this. You know, to be asked to be a part of this to share just some of the nuggets. Again, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm just one of many in this walk and in this journey. And I I thank you, Laura, for asking me to be a part of this to share some of my story with the audience.
0: Awesome. Damn, you're amazing. I, at the moment I met you, I was like, she's really cool. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, we're gonna be friends now. Um,
1: yes, yes, we are.
0: And I, I really love your perspective on the world that that you spend all of your time and and how you do it with fervor and gusto and joy and kindness and openness. And it's again part of the reason I, I do 29 days is because there are so many Pams out in the world and I just want the world to understand how awesome and how much we respect and value you in the world because the world does not move about Pams in the world and so I am eminently grateful that you were able to spend some time with me today and join me
1: on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was had a lot of fun on this sharing these nuggets. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Awesome. And that is our show.